I am Mitch Walker, and we are back for another uh, episode of K-Bolt Talks. And I'm sitting here today with a very, very special guest, uh, Libby Clies from the Black Swan Theatre Company. Yep, Black, Black Swan, Swan State Theatre Company. Company. State Theatre Company. Um, and you have just finished a two-day workshop with yes. our members here at Stage Left. How did they go? They went really well, and thank you for having me. Uh, we were up here today talking about two different aspects of the theatre industry. We spent uh, all Saturday looking at kind of the business aspect of it and yeah, the leadership yeah. aspect of it through producing and directing and mm-hmm. what goes into that aspect of, of shows. And today we spent some time looking at adapting old stories and myths and old plays and giving them new life and seeing how we can bring... Yeah, I caught the back end of that, and there was a lot of very interesting ideas uh, yeah. floating around. And uh, I think one of them was looking at reinvigorating um, was Shrek? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and I thought yep. that was quite interesting because that's already a readaption. Exactly. From, yeah, it's it's just well, seven circles of readaption. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so making Lord Farquaad not a swear word in the movie, uh, the <laughs> the hero of that story, and looking at kind of how we treat people living with disability and how we look at uh, aspects of colonialism because really these fairy tale characters came in and just took over all of the lands mm. that were already inhabited. Mm. And so looking at it from that perspective. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting. Yeah. Now, um, you've been... All, f- all from stage left. That's not my ideas. Yeah, Talented well, people here. Well, there's definitely a lot more ideas coming out, hopefully, in the things we're working on that <laughs> I'm writing. Um, so you've been involved in the performing arts uh, for quite a while, I take it. So yep. can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you became to be involved in performing arts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I've been working in this industry for about, uh, t- oh God, like 25 years. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I started at high school and I never stopped, really. Right, right. Uh, so I started, I, I did uh, drama at high school and I did the theatre sports competition at high school. And theater that was, sports. yeah, that was, uh, that was really my entry level drug that I took and I've been hooked <laughs> ever since. So I started doing that and, and working in improvisation. And then I uh, was doing public seasons of that yeah. at the, at the Recobites Hall when that, uh, in its first iteration, mm-hmm. uh, when I was still 16, a very audacious 16 year old rolling up to the public adult season of that and being mm. on stage. And then uh, from there, just met some really excellent people who were kind enough to let me grab onto their coattails as I learned very, very quickly yeah. and go through. That would have been a vertical learning curve. That would have yes, been rough it was. going in that way. Yes, it was. But a really beneficial way of doing mm. it as well. I do think that the arts is the ultimate apprenticeship. Yeah, that, I heard you talking about that mm. a lot. And I see a lot of that in a lot of our high schoolers that are a part of our theatre troupe mm-hmm. as well. The director, or one of our two directors for this Clue production mm-hmm. that we're actually doing, is uh, in year 11. Yeah. Uh, so she's really stepping up, uh, putting on those, uh, like, the very adult hats, responsibilities and all those sorts of things and uh, decision-making skills that she needs to uh, be a part of. Which is so fantastic and so excellent that you are supporting her in, in that as well. I, I think that there's only so much theory that you can learn about mm. both performing and directing and producing and designing and stage managing and all of those things. At some yeah, point, you just yeah. got to do it and you learn on the job and you realise your own personal strategies and your own personal um, methodologies of going about things that way. Yeah, and, and the way you uh, describe having to get involved 
as being a really important part of that. I totally agree. In our last pantomime, The Little Mermaid, she and some of the others were very heavily involved in managing the backstage. And so she's taken those steps leading up to directing. So mm-hmm. getting involved was really the, the best way for her to step up to this uh, pinnacle of responsibility here. Really, Yeah, absolutely. And I also really strongly believe that you become a better performer if you understand what all of mm. the other roles are as well. If you yeah. know what the job of the director and the stage manager and the producer is and you're a better producer if you also understand what uh, every what the creative process is and what people are going through in the process of creating a project as well and so yeah. it, with that understanding just everyone becomes more knowledgeable and can support yeah. each other because it is the ultimate team sport theater yeah. as well yeah it's the ultimate apprenticeship it's the <laughs> ultimate sport it's the ultimate everything is what i'm trying to say here <laughs> so uh how long have you been a part of uh, the black swan theater company uh, oh, goodness. Uh, I think I started working as a teaching artist originally for Black Swan mm-hmm. about 12 years ago, yeah. um, presenting workshops and, and uh, hitting the road and, and taking things to the regions like, like I am like today, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is super excellent. Um, so I've been doing that for a long time and this year as well and, and uh, producing little bits and pieces here and there. Uh, and this year I'm also the associate director on that Shakespeare show, right, um, which okay. is really an interesting project and something brand new for Black Swan. We are doing, uh, as part of our 30th birthday celebrations, uh, our very first show that we did 30 years ago was Twelfth Night at the Octagon Theatre. Right. And in celebration of that, we're doing another Shakespeare, but we're putting it to the public as to which play we're doing. So this is what you were talking about earlier. At the tail end of the session that I walked in, on, uh, you were talking to the uh, attendees of the workshop about a voting. That's right. All 37 plays are up for grabs. We do not know what play we're doing yet. Is this something you guys have done before where you just nah. let the public decide? Nah, it's brand the new. It's br- what could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could for, go wrong putting things in the b- hand of strangers? For, yeah, what, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And for a work the scale that Black Swan does as well, just yeah. to have, you know, five months lead time. Yeah, it's... Oh boy, what have we done? We've got quite a fair few international listeners. So could you break down for us, what is and who is the Black Swan Theatre Company? What are they all about? Black Swan State Theatre Company is uh, one of the major performing arts companies in Western Australia. What that means is that it is funded at both a a federal and a state level quite heavily. And it is there as kind of the overarching uh, theatre company for Perth. So there's lots and lots of different theatre companies and independents in Perth as well many of whom I also work for and who are excellent and form part of the greater ecology. Mm-hmm. But Black Swan is the state theatre company. So it's, yep. the, it's, the one, it's the one with the cash, friends. It's the yeah. one with the cash. Yep. It's the one with the scale. But with that comes great responsibility as well. So it's the one that also needs to serve uh, our entire community. And that's um, why it's always such a great treat to come out to regions and uh, talk to the entire of Western Australia because it is the state theatre company, not the Perth theatre company. Yeah, yeah. So there'd be quite a fair bit of travel involved with a role like that, wouldn't there? So, so it wouldn't just be to major like other cities like Kalgoorlie. What, what, what's the most rural place you've been in, oh, in your travels? That I've been? Oh, I don't think it was for Black Swan. I think it's for some, for some other companies in touring that I've done as well. I've gone to a lot of... A lot of distant corners of our state. WA is very large. It's huge. It's funny, you know, like when I talk to my other producing, um, so I, I produce a bunch of stuff as well, yeah. my other touring producers from interstate. Um, and just talking about touring WA is very different to talking about mm, touring Victoria. Yeah. Like you can go corner to corner in a day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, we could go, you know, we could to, we could drive for a week and you're still in the same state, much <laughs> yeah. less the same country. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I've been, I've been right up north. Um, I've been uh, down... 
uh, to aspirants. I've been through the gold fields. I've been all up and down the coast. So yeah, all all over the shop with with different shows. So with your work in Black Swan, is what is the thing you're most proud of in your work with the Black Swan Theatre Company? Um, I'm really excited about this project. This sounds like I'm serving up marketing copy because it's the current project. Uh, and I kind of am, but it's also the truth. Like, I really am excited about that Shakespeare show um, because it's such a new way of doing things. And as part of the project as well, it's not just about getting the public's vote, but I'll be running a lot of community engagement throughout the year as well. So we're hoping to break open the entire process of creating a show and bring our audience from the very first part, which is programming, deciding what show is going on and why we're making those decisions right through to presentation. Right. And I think that that's something that is very new for the State Theatre Company and something that I think is going to be really excellent. How do you plan on involving the public in this process? Some things we know, some things we don't know because I still don't know what the play is. Yeah, so uh, it's a very touch and go kind yeah. of situation. So, so I've got a whole a whole bunch of ideas uh, of possibilities depending on, on what it's going to be. So uh, we know that there'll be a, some panel discussions and some, uh, you know, we'll be bringing the cameras into rehearsals and yep. live streaming and doing that sort of thing right. as well. And where can people see that? Uh, on the social media channels and on the website for Black Swan as well. So yep. please do follow us particularly on Instagram and on Facebook and check our website. Um, but we'll also be engaging the public in other ways as well. We're not sure exactly what that is because we don't know what the play is. So it could be yep. uh, getting public to send in items for design aspects. It could be bringing community members on stage with us or doing a curtain raiser or I don't right. know. There's so many great possibilities, but we want this to be West Australia's show. Yeah. Um, how did, just on the topic of uh, it being West Australia's show, because I know WA was impacted very differently to another, uh, sorry, to the, a lot of the other states, and especially uh, Australia mm -hmm. uh, was impacted by COVID very yep. differently to a lot of other countries. Mm -hmm. How was Black Swan impacted by COVID? Hugely. Hugely. So, uh, like, obviously the baseline is that uh, in Western Australia, we're so lucky compared to yeah. so many other places yeah. who are still in lockdown, mm. who still can't leave their houses, much less go to the theatre. Um, so we're very fortunate in that way, but it still did have a giant impact on the way that we did business and Black Swan was not exempt from that. Um, theatres were closed for a really long time, even yeah. after lots of other facilities were so starting to open up. What kind of discussions did you guys have to make well, sure that you guys could navigate the difficult situation. Well, there were discussions that were being uh, had uh, by our artistic director, Claire Watson, and um, and our executive producer, Rick Heath, and the board, um, and uh, about how we can do that. I mean, there's lots of options. Do you go ahead and you just live stream everything, which is good in some ways, and we tried that with some shows as well, with, with some good results. We did a quick pivot. Um, but, you know, live theatre is live yeah. theatre. Yeah. Um, there's also just like the straight up economic impact of that as well. Um, we, you know, we rely as does just about every company in the world on box office income. And if you mm. don't have box office income, it's really hard to pay for things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, theatre is a job just like any other job and people need to be paid wages to do that. Yeah, yeah. And that's not just the performers and the directors and the designers, but it's also the people in the workshop who are building the sets. It's the front of house staff who are taking tickets. It's the people pulling your beers at interval. It's a huge, it has a huge impact. Yeah, it all the ripples right ripples. out actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so Black Swan mostly shut down and uh, went to the drawing board and, and developed a bunch of things and, and kept things going. Some were rescheduled to be performed for this year. Um, some just got left behind. So it's been, it's been really difficult actually for the whole sector. And it's really only this week that we've gone back to 100% capacity as well. So, 
Right. Yeah. So I know we, we're only really getting back into the swing of things properly too now um, as well. Uh, so we touched earlier on the sorts of things that uh, our Stage Left members were learning about. Could you go into a little bit more detail about what sort of skills have, have now been imparted onto the members of Stage Left? So um, what, what were they learning about just in a little bit more detail. I feel like you need to ask them what skills they've learned. I don't know. I taught them, but I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they got absorbed in. Uh, so maybe that's a good follow-up conversation for you. But the sorts yeah. of things that we were talking about this weekend uh, were about uh, producing a play 101 was all of Saturday. Uh, so that's looking at uh, how we program and why we choose yep. to do shows. Um, whether they add to the cultural conversation, uh, whether they have something valid to say, whether they're what our audiences want to see as well. So really th unpacking those kinds of yeah, questions yeah. Um, right through to how to write budgets and what needs to be in budgets. Yeah, how to simple stuff but really important. Yeah, well, it can be simple or as complicated as you want to make it, absolutely. Yeah. And as part of that, um, look, pitching for grants um, and getting corporate sponsorship and that kind of stuff. Um, through to some marketing ideas and how to get people in, um, diversifying audiences, because these kinds of things are uh, stuff that influences or that um, that affects companies as large as the as state theatre companies like Black Swan, right through to community theatres like Stage Left. It still boils down to the same issues, which is uh, what are we going to put on? Who's going to come see it? How are we going to let people know? How can we get more money? That's yeah. That's the same. <laughs> Yeah. That's the same thing. It's issues. the same things, just on different scales. Um, so they were the sorts of things that we were looking at as well. What a producer does. Mm -hmm. um, we, we spent some time looking at that as well. So just that kind of back end uh, of, of all of the logistics of putting on theatre as well. Right. And so today, what kind of things did you uh, attempt to impart uh, in terms of uh, writing a script? So today we were looking at, uh, with kind of reference to that Shakespeare play that, that we're working on, um, how, why, first of all, why we look at old shows, why, why we still give them any kind of uh, credence at all and why they still get runs on the board, um, literally runs on the boards, um, uh, and if they should or not, uh, and, you know, whether some have maybe had their, done their dash and don't need talking about it anymore. I would argue that maybe Merchant of Venice's time has passed. <laughs> it's just a super racist play, uh, you know? Um, so maybe that one doesn't need, you know, reshuffling. But yeah. maybe there is some, I think a lot of Shakespeare's work still uh, is very timely and still very relevant and there are still things that we can put forward. Yeah. And so it's about how we can do that to reflect our current community and what's happening in our world so that we have a greater emotional connection with our audiences mm. as part of that. So that is kind of an umbrella envelope of what we were looking at today. Right. Uh, you, you definitely have my interest in the whole Shakespeare side of things as well. I love Macbeth. I mm -hmm. think it is... Uh, you just said it. We're in a theatre. What are you doing? I'm, I've done it. I've done something <laughs> horrid, but I, I love the story that it uh -huh. tells and just that slippery slope the character goes down. Shakespeare's shortest play. Is it really? Yep. Right. But packs a punch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was a very weird movie adaption of it. There's been well. a few. It was, uh, I, oh, I couldn't tell you which one it was. Yeah. But, uh, it was some terrible special effects thrown into it. It was shocking. Yeah. Um, but the last question I'd like to mm -hmm. ask, um, what tips would you have for young writers or people looking at breaking in to acting? Oh, uh, there's two. See it and do it is what it boils down to. Go and see as much as you possibly can. Um, there's a, a whole heap of stuff happening in Kalgoorlie. There are a few different troops 
and uh, and organisations and ensembles go see what's touring through at the Art Centre. Um, you know, do a little cheeky day trip down to the Cummins. There's some really fantastic shows that tour through that um, magnificent venue in Meriden as well. See as much as you possibly can. And I think that also that was one gift of last year um, when we were all locked down is that the uh, accessibility of digital theatre became much uh, mm. more apparent. So yeah, go watch yeah. as much as you possibly can and read as much as you can as well. You can get scripts online. You can hire them from libraries. It, lots of ways so just absorb yourself in as much of it as possible and uh the second one is do it like it's like i said it's the ultimate apprenticeship and you really learn by doing so keep writing keep creating whether you're a traditional playwright and you sit down behind a, a keyboard and, and bash it out that way or whether you're more of a divisor which is certainly more my um, background and preference um, Facebook is never more thoroughly checked than the day I have to sit down and write a script. <laughs> um, but put me with some friends on the floor and then we can generate vast swathes of scenes and dialogue. And that's my preferred way of doing things. But either way, just the more of it you can do, the more you're able to hone your skills and get the hang of it and try new things. Yeah. Look, thank you so much for coming on, Libby. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. I know I was speaking to a few of the people from yesterday and they were raving about the workshops you've uh, used. Now, I know you're coming back later in the year as well. Is that correct? Uh, I think there's some other vocal coaches yep. that are coming through for the July workshops. Yep. Um, so that won't be me delivering those ones, but they are excellent and I highly recommend them. But I'm always happy to come back to Stage Left. I've been uh, to this beautiful building uh, a few times over the last decade or so and I love it every time. That is wonderful. Uh, you can keep an eye out for the uh, July workshops on our Facebook page and as always you can follow our podcast on Spotify. Thank you so much for coming in and hopefully we'll see you next time. Thank you.